Welcome to Next Steps, the midweek podcast from Blackhawk Church. My name is Chris, and with me today is Tiffany Malloy and Daniel Owen and Lynn Binick. How are you guys doing today? Doing really well. Yeah, doing really doing? good. Yeah, it's uh, as we're recording this, it is raining again. I just saw a meme this morning that said it's only rained twice all year. The first time it was for 27 days and the second time it was for 36 days. (laughs) It feels like we're in a season like that. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it's like beautiful and sunny and all that kind of stuff. But not today. Um, Well, hey, today we are doing something a little bit different. We're not doing something necessarily tied to the sermon series, although it definitely corresponds to what we've been talking about in the Becoming series in a lot of ways, as we'll, um, as you'll see in just a moment. But we're gonna, we just got the four of us in a room, and we want to talk about some of the ways that God is forming us, uh, what he's doing in our lives, and maybe some of the things we're reading or learning. Um, Because as we were talking about earlier, before we, before we pressed record, Cord, uh, God is forming us through these things that we do, certainly, but really we are being formed by all sorts of things, whether it's the TV shows that we watch at night or the news or the people that are around us. I feel like we're kind of like a rock in the middle of a stream that like is kind of, you know, it's being affected and shaped by the environment around us. And so, yeah, we want to be conscious of that and be intentional about the ways that we're growing and the ways that we're trying to, to grow in Christ and experience intimacy with him. So we're just going to have a conversation about what that's looked like for us recently. This is very much unscripted. We have uh, not really talked about the the details of what we're going to be talking about or the questions, but we just want to have a conversation surrounding that because we think it's important, has been important in our lives um, and is for our congregation as well. So why don't we just start with that question, you guys? What has been forming you lately? Um, Lynn, I think you are maybe going to start us off. Yes. So uh, I have been formed lately by a book that I'm reading that I highly recommend. It's called Find Your People by Jenny Allen. And Jenny just really goes at what it looks like to build deep and meaningful community in really what's a lonely world. Um, She talks a lot about how really for all of us, I think that we can feel that ache of loneliness, that ache of, man, I just want deeper friendships, deeper relationships. I want to be known. I want to have people who I can know well. And I think that, I mean, if I'm being honest, there are times in my life, even just recently where I can feel really alone and it doesn't look like that on the outside, but I think all of us need deep relationships. And so she's really running after this topic. I don't know you guys with me. Am I the only one here who ever feels (laughs) lonely? But, um, but I think it's real. And so she talks about this ache And she talks about how there's something beautiful about how God created us that we actually need and crave this deep connection. And she provides some really practical tools about how to find that and how to go there. Um, A couple of things that she talks about that I really love is she talks about proximity. Who right now is right under your nose? Like, who do you see every day? Who do you work with? Who's a neighbor? Who do you already have connection with that maybe you could develop a deeper relationship with? Um, She provides practical application, thinking about what are the topics that you talk about with the people you're doing life with? Mm. Two questions I'll name. Mm. She talks about asking the question, what is something that you're longing for lately? And what is it that's making you anxious lately? These two simple questions, Mm -hmm. I've already been experiencing how this can change your relationship with someone. 
And so I don't know, maybe you're listening right now and you'd like some deeper friends. You'd like people to really be in deep, meaningful community with. I wonder how even these two simple questions could possibly transform some relationships that you're already in. Tiff, I know you've been reading the same book. I don't know if you had anything in the book that stood out to you. Totally. I mean, those are really great questions. And I, I think applying some of those to the relationships in my life has been really helpful. It's amazing. Like you, I always think, um, oh, people don't actually really want to talk about those. They don't care about what's going on in my life. But, but then when you ask and, and then they ask you, actually people do care and they want to, to show up for you and you for them. So it's good. Um, but I think for me, this is really simple, you guys, but that book really opened my eyes to the fact that like we were created for community. Like it's a part of our design of humanity. Like, like I think sometimes we think, oh, as long as I have Jesus, I'm fine, which is like obviously true. Mm. But like actually mm. the way that God designed it is that mm. he loves us and cares for us through people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has, again, very simple, but it's, it's reordered how I think about what it means to live a healthy life with God. Um, and so that, that's yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to what you're saying, you know, Jenny talks about how I think for, for many of us, maybe right now you've had a close friend or had close relationships, but your situation has changed. Right. Like someone moved mm-hmm. away, situations mm-hmm. changed. Maybe mm-hmm. you had a conflict, maybe your life got busy and you forgot to pursue people around you. And it's like, everybody moved on, but she talks about just this important, um, practice of, of sticking with it. Mm-hmm viewing conflict even as something that can make your relationship, not break it Mm. and really navigating conflict. Well, a meaningful friendship or a meaningful relationship is one that can withstand the trial. So that's a hard punch. (laughs) I think that's a really good point. Cause I think about someone who's willing to actually confront me about something or talk to something to me about that's really difficult. I'm like, man, they must actually care about me, you know, as long as they approach it that way. I guess there could be like a power ego thing too. But (laughs) But if I get a sense of like, oh, they actually like care because it's far easier to just not talk to the person, right? Mm -hmm. It's far easier to just sweep it under the rug or act like it didn't matter or, you know, do the old like kind of ghosting thing. Mm. Um, It's just easier to do that. So if someone actually like does talk to me or talks to you about something that's really hard, it's probably a sign that they actually really care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, kind of a cue on yeah. that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Daniel, what about you? What's, uh, yeah, what's something that's been forming you lately? Well, speaking of finding your people, uh, you know, for me, uh, it wasn't that book or there, there really isn't a specific book for me that's been forming me lately. It's, it's actually a person. Uh, it's actually my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has been uh, forming me and watching her. She, um, for those of you listening who may not know, um, for the past two years, my wife has been uh, suffering with like a nerve condition. Uh, it's a type of neuralgia that she's been diagnosed with um, that actually creates like constant pain in her throat. And um, it's been really scary. Uh, it's been really scary and, um, and really hard and really, really hard. And uh, you know, I know in the Becoming series, we talked about the goodness of God. And uh, like, I'm just going to be honest, there's been many times that those have been questions like, how can this happen? And he'd be good. How do those two coexist? You know, and, and yeah, we still trust in the goodness of God, but you have the questions for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think what I wanted to kind of share of what's been forming me as I've just thought about it is, is my wife and her pursuit of God in the midst of really this difficult season. Um, dude, she, she loves the Lord. And yeah, we've had her questions, but man, she spends so much time with him. And I don't know, maybe if you're listening, if you've ever been through a season where it's been really hard for you and you've been through a rough patch and you found yourself in that in that kind of place of real dependence, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's where she's at. Like she literally is like, I can't survive today unless I am spending mm -hmm. time with him mm -hmm. because because the pain is strong and I don't know what's in front of me today and I don't know if I can handle it. Mm -hmm. And he is like he is there for me. And like, so, you know, she spends, I mean, most every morning, I feel like she's spending at least 30 minutes to sometimes an hour or more mm. just with him. Mm. And it's kind of funny because honestly, I get kicked out of the room, like out of our bedroom <laughs> because she's like, I need time with Jesus. And I'm like, well, you know, I got to get, well, you should have figured that out. You got to get out of here. And so I was like, dude, this is my bedroom. You know, like, That's what about, what about my socks? She's like, I guess just deal, you know? And so like, you know, we got kids and, and stuff. And so the house can be crazy, but I mean, she's like, no, like I need this time. And it's been, it's been a powerful and inspiring uh, witness to me. And it's formed me of like, Hey, wait a minute. Like where, Am I making that time as much as she is? Because sometimes I think she's seeing the reality of things more clearly than me. And so I've just been formed by her pursuit of God in this season. And uh, yeah, and, and the walking of faith. We both are really being formed by it. But just as I'm watching her uh, follow him, and it, it's just been, um, yeah, it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, we're, we don't have clarity uh, of what, of what is to come, but, um, yeah, we're walking with him in it. And so that's, it's probably been this, despite being honest, that's the strongest thing yeah. that's, that's forming me and forming us both. And, and personally though, I'm, um, I decided to go ahead and start kind of reading, uh, you know, the Bible all the way through. I started doing that at the beginning of the year. It's like the read the Bible in a year plan. Uh, I missed some days and I got slow because I just didn't want to rush through it. So I'm on the read a Bible in two year plan <laughs> now that I'm constructing on my own. <laughs> but uh, it's been it's been great to see like in the book of Genesis, like God choosing his people like after the fall and then Exodus, like his act of salvation and deliverance through bringing them out of Egypt and then even Leviticus, I mean, it's a sludge for sure <laughs> to get through all the laws and the, the rituals and all the things. But the heart behind that is him wanting to show like, no, you're, you got to be separate. You got to be holy. And so God, like he chooses us and he, and he saves us and then he calls us to be different and he calls us to be different. Um, not just because he wants us to follow what he tells us to do. That is important, but it's more also like to set us apart so the world can see who he is. You know, the world can see his goodness and his love. And so I got to be honest, like, you know, in the season of kind of suffering we've been in, it's been, uh, it's been really forming and helpful to see a God who intervenes in, in, uh, in a world and in a group of people who are going through a lot. You know, I think of the story of Leah, um, you know, and Jacob and like, you know, Leah was not the woman that he chose. He wanted Rachel. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a switcheroo kind of thing going on. I feel like it'd be a great, <laughs> great reality <movie>. show. <laughs> That's one way to say it. <laughs> you know? 
Like, I think, hey, they, you know, Fox should look at this story and see what they can do with it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, like God saw Leah and he, he saw who she was and what she was like, what was hard for her. And he like, he brought the tri- tribe of mm-hmm. Judah from her. Like, hello, you know, mm-hmm. not, not Rachel, yeah. who was like Jacob's chosen, but like Leah, mm-hmm. who no one had chosen. Mm-hmm. God saw her and chose her. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you're going through, if you're wondering if God sees you mm-hmm. or if he chooses you. But in, in my walk, especially in my wife and all that she's been going through, man, we just, we really um, lean in and rest in the fact that God sees us and chooses us. Um, we don't know why everything happens, but, yeah. but we know that's true. Yeah. Well, plus one on the Bible in a year thing, but more slowly, I've been doing something <laughs> similar, uh, which has actually been really good. Just not having the pressure to like check something off of a list and to take it a little bit at a time. Um, and I'm like, why this is a silly like thing that I've, that stood out to me, but like Isaiah took 66 chapters or whatever it is to like do all of this judgment. I'm like, they talk for a really long time in certain parts of the Bible and I'm just not a long winded person. Um, so anyway, that's a really random thing that's stood out to me. Like God is, he takes his time when he speaks to his people and that kind of thing. But if I can just vouch for for you and your wife for a second too, man, I think, um, I've been on staff for about three and a half years now, and especially getting to know you more and have these types of conversations over the last two years, I didn't even know what was going on, but I was like, there's something different in Daniel, like in the way that he's being formed. I can see something different about his faith that's richer and deeper. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but even like, yeah, seeing you um, walk through this recently and hearing more of what you guys have experienced, like God is doing something amazing in you and Mm -hmm. your family. Um, So just want to vouch for that and and to say that out loud. I know that it's been super hard, but it's visible to those of us Mm -hmm. that are around you that that's happening. So... Um, yeah. What about anyone else uh, want to jump in with, with something? Yeah. Um, well, for me, uh, I would say back probably around maybe December, January, I was feeling some anxiety um, just about lots of things going on. And so one of the things that I try to challenge myself with is, hey, is there something I can do every day that would bring me joy, that would care for myself, that would nourish my mind or my heart? Um, And so uh, amongst other things, one of those things, um, I'm doing more puzzling, which I love and I never make time for. So that's bringing me joy and maybe forming. But I love that. What's puzzling though? Is this like crossword puzzles? Oh oh, no, it's like, um, like, like like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. I just got a new national parks one, which is like blast to do while you're like listening or with people. So anyway, but that's not what I want to share. Um, (laughs) but the, the kind of the daily thing is, um, spending like the last 30 minutes at least before bed reading it's something reading I I just love it like I love reading fiction I love reading nonfiction. I love reading articles I love reading whatever and so but sometimes it's easy for me to push that off um because there's other needs in my house or there's other you know dishes need to be done before bed or whatever um but so I'm trying to just make that a priority so so I'm reading a lot more um one of the books I'm reading It's a little bit maybe different, um, but it's called The Sexual Reformation, Restoring the Dignity and Personhood of Man and Woman. 
And so one of the things that I've been thinking about and journeying um, with many people here at Blackhawk um, is this kind of idea of gender, um, right? We live in a culture that is changing in some ways. We're having some cultural conversations. And so um, just really trying to think through, like, what does the Bible say about gender? And um, why did God create us male and female? And what is the beauty of that? And what is unique about each of us? And and so I've um, been reading different books about that. So this one has been so good. It uses a song of songs, which is a weird book, um, to mm-hmm. kind of talk about how um, man and woman reflects Christ in the church um, in ways that maybe are a little unusual, like maybe things we haven't thought about. And um, so it's just like a great, beautiful um, way to talk about manhood and womanhood that mm-hmm. doesn't like put people in roles, but instead like reflects um, kind of the original tent of, of what who, who God's created us to be. And so, um, so I think that's good as we're right. Cause there's quite a few people in our church who are really wrestling with, you know, what does this look like? And, um, whether it be students or kids or adults or teachers who are caring for and loving people who, um, are struggling kind of with gender. And so, um, it's been great. It's been fun. It's been like, this book is like, makes my brain hurt though. Uh-huh. It's one of those ones where I'm like, Oh, I think I'm gonna have to reread it. Did I really get all of that? So, um, mm-hmm. it's been fun. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe for me, it's been similar to um, a couple of you in that it's been books that have been, um, yeah, important lately. So I've been reading a lot of biographies or memoirs from people, which um, I don't know, like, I guess when we go to funerals and things like that, we start to think about legacy and reflect on our lives a little bit. Um, thankfully, I haven't been to a lot of funerals lately, but you kind of get the same thing when reading mm. biographies and that kind of thing. So even like one of them was on a pastor named Eugene Peterson, um, who by, you know, a lot of people that knew him was like one of the most holy, like guys that a lot of people had ever met really universally respected. But even in his life, um, he had his flaws, uh, especially with early on in his life, like the amount of time that he did or didn't spend with his family, he got so wrapped up in church things. And so, Um, I left reading things like that, just thinking, one, I want to pursue holiness in the same way and reading stories of people Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But I also, yeah, I think about my own legacy that I want to leave with my kids and with my family. And there were moments at the end where, I guess I'll admit this, that I was like kind of tearing up a little bit, just thinking about my own family and my own kids and how I didn't want to make some of the same mistakes, but I also wanted to do some of the same things that he did or that people in these books did. So, um, yeah, it's been helpful to look at the lives of godly people and kind of learn from them. There's another one that I'll just share about briefly um, because I'm kind of an evangelist for this book. Um, It's called Managing Leadership Anxiety by Steve Cuss, who um, I'm not someone that would say that I experience uh, like anxiety on a regular basis, or I didn't think that I did previous to reading this book. Um, but I've been kind of learning that in different situations, um, there's just so much stress and anxiety in the world right now that, um, you can walk into a room and everyone else is anxious and that has a way of affecting you. Or I realized that I would leave a conversation and be like, oh my gosh, what did they think about me in that conversation? And I would think about it for hours. Well, that's another type of kind of chronic anxiety that, um, 
I needed to be able to learn how to identify and to deal with and to take that to God. And so that's what the book talks about is just managing situations like that in your own lives and in the lives of the people around you, um, being able to have a non-anxious presence so that you don't get sucked into that kind of stuff, but can really be present with God and, um, and your best self and, and that kind of thing. So there's a lot more that I could say about that, but it's been a really good, uh, but tough kind of growth mm-hmm. season and in, in learning about some of that. I feel like I'm really good at identifying moments of anxiety, <laughs> but like yeah. then doing something about it is, is really hard being able to, um, to cast that to the side and give it to the Lord, but a really helpful process to be able to like name it and be like, Oh, that is what I was experiencing. Um, so he's got some really great resources and curriculum on, on that type of stuff. But, um, we're all pastors in this room. And so, um, what do you guys think, even as we're talking about things that God's doing in our own lives and these resources and books, um, why do you care so much about spiritual formation, both in your own lives? Like there's a lot of things you could be devoting your evenings or your time to. So why is it this in your own life? But as pastors, um, why do, like, why do you care about this for the sake of our, our church and our congregation too? Like, why do you want this for people? Um, anything that you guys would say to either of those two questions? You know, what, what comes to mind for me, you know, I've heard it called spiritual disciplines, right? Probably many of us have heard that. And I've never really loved the word discipline. So I know the idea Mm -hmm. of being disciplined at something, it's like, well, there's lots of things I'm disciplined to do, but I don't necessarily enjoy them. And they don't necessarily make me better or stronger in some way. And so this concept of what's forming us like that is so significant. Our, what's forming us, that is the key. That's how we form intimacy with God. Mm. What we are formed by, our spiritual formation, what's impacting us and what's growing us. I, I really believe that's the way that we experience relationship with Jesus in the best way. And so I don't know how that speaks to what you're asking, I guess, now that I'm saying it. But I mean, even just thinking when you're speaking about anxiety, Chris, you know, I don't, consider myself an anxious person. I can go about my day not feeling that anxious yet at night. Mm. I struggle to get to sleep and I wake up and I'll be up for hours at night and not just because I have a baby (laughs) (laughs) help, but I realize I'm anxious at night and that has, it leads me to think, okay, what can I do spiritually? Like to be formed in a way where I can navigate the night and be drawing close to Jesus Mm. and enjoying it even in the midst of struggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think so much about even just this pandemic that we've been in has like surfaced things for mm-hmm. so many of us that, um, whether it's anxiety or mental health things or just like things that we've learned about ourselves that are like, Ooh, got to press, got to press into that one. And so it is really helpful to learn. I've had to relearn different sorts of practices, um, and that kind of thing to, to get at and to manage some of those things, but also to, to grow and just be in a place of health with the Lord. So Lynn, what I heard you say was like, I do these things because I want to know Jesus more Mm -hmm. and have an intimate relationship with him, which, um, which I love, but it's been such a hard season to navigate. And I think it's surface things in a lot of us that, um, make spiritual formation and, and doing these kinds of things even more important. What else would anybody else add to that? Yeah. I mean, when I think about spiritual formation, I think about, um, the ways in which um, being formed or being formed in the image of God, really that's, that's they're forming it that way, but then also a deforming, like there are things in our lives that are, that are kind of forming us into the image that, 
that that's not mm. how we're designed to be. And so, um, so when I'm thinking about like, when we're thinking about what we're watching or what we're listening to or who, who we're with, um, the cultural messages around us. And it's not like we want to necessarily escape those things, um, but just being really conscious of that and being able to say, okay, this is, I know that my job, like what I do for my job is forming me in a certain way. There are parts of that maybe that are not healthy. And so what are ways that I can be kind of pushing back against this with those disciplines yeah. that Lynn was talking about? Um, because I think that like who we are affects how we show up in the world, right? Like who I am affects like how I parent and how I like love my husband and how I am a friend or not a friend. Um, mm. And so that's why I care about who we're becoming as a community because I think it affects how we show up in the world and how we show God to the people around us, both like that really love us, that we're, you know, kind of our, our you know, our tiny- Our people. Our people, our people, our village. Yeah. Um, or kind of the greater community, the ways that we're impacting policies that we're making in our workplaces or how we're um, serving people in the restaurants that we work at. And um, mm. yeah. 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 To, you know, kind of follow up with you, I feel like the two things that I feel like for me have been, I think we're always giving, I guess I'm using this term, like giving sway to one side or the other. I think, you know, even in, um, I think Chris had talked about in the Becoming series, he talked about like the world, like there's all these things that are trying to convince us that God isn't good, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think sometimes we think, oh, if I just have the right beliefs, so that's enough. Well, that's not really it. Like we're, we're constantly being, you know, kind of, we're moving. We're, things are fluid. Our learning and our growth is always fluid. It's never just like, oh, I got that. We're done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a fluid thing that's happening. And, and so as we're being formed and as we continue to make space and room for God to form us, it means we're giving sway to God forming us versus other things. We're giving influence to him versus other things. And um, I've heard it said, like this one gentleman says, he's practicing the preference of God. Mm. Meaning like he, he wants to practice preferring God huh. over like mm. other things, mm. preferring God's way, mm. preferring God's things. Mm. And so I, I don't know, that's been helpful for me because I've just was like, for a while, I think I thought, okay, I believe the right things. I know who Jesus is, so I'm good. But I think I was in denial about the fact that of like just my own walk and just the own culture and just mm -hmm. everything of how that really affects us. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the last thing for me of why I think spiritual formation is, is so important is like the power of God is real. Mm -hmm. Like... It really is real. It's really real. Like, guys, the stuff we're reading in Scripture, it's not just long ago. Like, the Spirit of God is real. And He changes your heart. I mean, He moves my heart to forgive someone I honestly don't want to forgive. <laughs> you know, He moves my heart to say I'm sorry when I'm bitter and I don't want to say I'm sorry. He changes our hearts, and His power is real. And man, so I honestly, I started thinking like, well, if his power is real, like, am I tapping into that? Like, mm -hmm. am I walking in that? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, the disciplines and the, the practices, those are the things that, that help us to walk in that power. You know, no one wakes up and says, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon today. Well, maybe there are these amazing people mm -hmm. that can do that, but Lord knows I can't. So I can't do that. So I don't have the power to do that. But if I discipline my body in such a way, it gives me the power to do something that I wasn't able to do before. 
Spiritual disciplines are those things. Mm-hmm. They, they equip us, they enable us to access and live in the power of God in a way that we weren't able to do before. And it's, it's real. Mm. Amen. Yeah, Yeah. by the time this comes out, I think um, the Becoming series that we've been in and the Sermon on the Mount will be done. But gosh, I look at, yeah, we've been talking about who we're becoming, um, people that look like Jesus and walk like Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And I want that, that for my life, right? Like I've tried the other way and it's not a very good way of being human. So if I can become more like Jesus and these things in the power of God aid me in that, um, to be able to look more like Jesus and to live more of the kind of life he's called me to, um, man, I want that for my life. And these are, these things are the only way to get to, um, yeah, to get to that place where we can be more fully in the image of God, like he's created us to be. But there's a, there's a difference between just reading a book and learning, but being formed. Like you can just pick up a book and just read and not actually be formed. So to say that out loud, but at the same time, God uses these sorts of things in our lives, even if it's a book or a biography or a podcast or a person to mold us and shape us into that person that we're becoming um, when we're intentional about doing that. So um, love the things that you guys shared in all of that. Any last things, words of wisdom, you guys, come on, you're all, again, we're all pastors. I'm sure someone's got a last final word or a benediction for us. <laughs> Everyone's just smiling at each other. No. Well, Chris, we could talk as long as you want. I know. I don't <laughs> want to say. I mean, um, well, uh, I see that look in everyone's eyes. I'm going to stop it here before this goes on forever. So if you're <laughs> listening, uh, yeah, I'm going to do us an act of mercy here and we'll, we'll stop this conversation, but we're going to have more like these in the future. So hopefully this has been helpful. Um, not that you have to read these same books or do these same things, but, um, again, just to even be thinking about in our own lives, how are we being intentional about the ways that we're being formed and the things that we're taking in and learning and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, may some Something we said uh, maybe inspire you on that journey and, and make you pick something up or to institute a new rhythm or practice or whatever it is. So, uh, well, with that, we will be back hopefully in the, the next month or so with another one of these. But in the meantime, have a great spring, have a great week, and we'll see you soon.